look, it was innocent in nature, but it was avoidable. And it ended up being a game-changing mistake that happened before the game even started that gave you a hint that Utah was probably going to beat UCLA. And the Utes did, 49-3 to on Saturday. And I will explain what I mean about that in just a moment. But first, happy Monday, given the circumstances. And obviously, we're going to talk about this game. But first, you know me. I'm Brian Fenley. You can find me on Twitter, Brian Fenley. Email always is open, LockedOnBruins at gmail.com. There's also the subscribe button wherever you digest your podcasts. And, and if you do that, I'll be eternally grateful as we grow in numbers here. And I am back, guys. I, I've kind of been working a different set of projects as well, and I'm trying to do a better job of balancing everything, so I apologize, but trying to get more on a routine right now. And we start with today and it being Monday. So maybe you watched the whole game on Saturday between Utah and UCLA. And if you do, I, I commend you. Now, I wasn't... Not just because it was hard on the eyes, because I, I, I have to watch the games. No matter how we're playing, I want to see what we did right. I want to see what we did wrong. But, you know, it wasn't pretty, right? And maybe you were watching it. Maybe you were listening to it on the radio with, with your friends and family. and Or maybe you were just online and you saw the score and you kind of read up on, you know, the postgame sound bites and post-game recaps from different newspaper articles. But I'm going to step away from the game itself for just a moment because I think that the Bruins lost this game before the game even started. Now, what the heck do I mean by that? Well, well you know, during the week you have select players that will be designated to talk to the media, and they'll be asked questions about the upcoming matchup, right? Well, Ethan Fernia, who's been a a really nice addition offensively, made some critical catches, and, you know, has come on from being a walk-on to now being a scholarship guy. You know, he's done a lot of great things with this offense. Well, he was asked about the matchup against Utah. And, And before I get into what he said that incited some some rage, if you will, on the Utah side. I'll say this. If, if you're trying to beat a top team in the country, you want to stay as under the radar as you can be, right? So you don't want that team, you don't want to give them any more motivation to beat you than there already is, and that is to beat you, right? You, you don't need to, to make up bulletin board material stuff. I mean, I think that one of the first rules as a college football coach is that you instruct your players, look, there's going to be a time where you're gonna, when you're going to have to talk to the media. Be very careful what you say because it can be misinterpreted, and even if you think you mean something it can be taken a different way and that's why just be extra cautious with what comes out of your mouth and and obviously you don't want to do the things of like predicting you know game scores and all that stuff and being you know extra boastful and whatnot because that can end up being more fodder for the other team to want to beat you so this was I, I don't think this was meant to be 
what it was taken as by Utah. I, I don't think this was malicious at all. I don't think he was trying to, you know, to slight them in 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 any way. I, I just think that what Ethan said what was transformed into some major motivating fuel, if you will, for Utah. And Ethan said that, quote, Utah is known for being tough, but I think we're ready to go out and show that we're the tougher team. Now, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, look, if you're any UCLA player, obviously that's the point of this game. Like, you want to win, and by winning, you're going to show that you're going to be the tougher team. But as happens in the world of social media, where stuff goes viral and you can't ever really erase things and word gets around really quickly these days, a couple Utah players heard about what he said and they took this personally. You know, they took this as as a jab of like, oh, it's on. Like, you, you think you're better than us at toughness and physicality? Well, we are going to show you. And... <laughs> They did, okay? They did. Uh, head coach Kyle Whittingham said, quote, we controlled both sides of the line of scrimmage. That was very, very clear. And that quote, though, by Ethan resonated so much into the minds of the Utah players that they spoke about all of them when they were in the team buses driving to the stadium before the game. They pulled up the quote, and watch the interview of Ethan when he said that. When he said that while Utah is known for being tough, you know, he thought UCLA could show that they were the tougher team. So what was was probably an innocent thing, you know, it was not meant to incite a a a, a big set a set of emotions on the other side and create bulletin board material ended up backfiring here for Ethan. And so the players took this personally. And even Bradley and I, who's on the defensive line, you know, he said that he had that quote in Ethan's head, or, or fr- he had it in his own head, which Ethan said, all game long. Like he was out to prove that what Ethan said and was trying to, to portray w- was just blasphemy. And Utah did that, obviously. And I will say that, you know, with the, the discrepancy in the score, obviously 49-3, to three, it was Utah's largest win by, you know, a number of points in their nine years in Pac-12 play. Kyle Whittingham said that he wasn't trying to run up the score. His, his reasoning, though, was because he had seen that UCLA had beaten Washington State after being down by, like, over 30 but I, I, I don't know if I believe that as much. I mean, I can see where he's coming from, but I also think that there's only so much in his hands. The players wanted to just pound UCLA. You know, apparently those comments were circulated around the whole team, and they wanted to send a message. And, you know, they could have easily won by a smaller margin, but I think. The, the, the players, maybe the coach didn't think this way, but I think the players were, were all in on, on trying to run up the score here. And, you know, even Dorian Thompson-Robinson, you know, when he spoke to the media, and we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, some of the issues he had, particularly 
in turnovers, but you know, he he said that a lot of his guys were victim of looking ahead. A lot of his players on UCLA were victim of looking ahead in the sense that look, if they won out, if they beat Utah and then they went they went and beat USC and then Cal, they would have booked a spot in the Pac-12 championship. And he said the guys were looking ahead. Even uh, UCLA linebacker Lokini Toiloa said that. He said, we did not do a good job of staying in the present and focusing on Utah. And DTR finished off by saying it was a humbling moment. And yeah, it was. Minus that first drive where UCLA was able to move you know, the offense and and pick up some points. I mean, they scored the first points of the game and then Utah scored 49 unanswered points. This was supposed to be a barometer for UCLA, where they were. They had won three games coming into this one. But the the, the opponents they were playing were were so-so, they weren't upper echelon in the conference. So this was going to be a barometer for where UCLA was as far as their progression. And it was really a clash between a UCLA running attack that was really just on a tear against the Utah rushing defense, run defense, that was just so menacing. And we're going to get into those numbers in just a moment here on Locked on Bruins. Dorian Thompson-Robinson never really seemed to have a clean pocket. I mean, it was just a tumultuous situation for him back there, running left and right, trying to stay on his feet, and there was a a, a higher level of pressure that Utah drew up than, than they're normally game planning against when they play people. I mean, this is something that has been noted, and, and it... Even Dorian Thompson-Robinson said that there were a lot of times where they sent the house and they brought more pressure, and he wasn't always used to that. And then it was also noted in an article I read based out of Salt Lake City that you know there were more blitz packages for Utah that they used in this game than is commonplace for them against other opponents. And I guess they found you know a a formula there because it ended up working and. Uh, there's a couple things that stand out. Obviously, it's the turnovers that Dorian Thompson-Robinson had. He had four turnovers. UCLA had five altogether, but but Dorian Thompson-Robinson was responsible for four. There was the first interception at the beginning of the second quarter when he was dancing out of the pocket, made some nice moves with his feet, and then an ill-advised throw into the end zone looking for Devin Asiasi, and he ended up getting picked off did Dorian Thompson Robinson there was also a couple fumbles where you had a lot of pressure and then Dorian once again he fumbles and then it's picked up and it's a 68 yard fumble recovery for a score which ended up being the fifth defensive touchdown for Utah on the season which tied them for second most in the FBS now we're going to obviously there were takeaways and mishaps on that front for DTR. But, you know, there were also opportunities that were squandered with some of his balls downfield. I mean, he had, I don't know if you saw this, I'm sure you did. There was an opportunity where he had a deep ball down the sideline that looked like a vertical route to Jalen Irwin. He was wide open. He would have just had to 
easily scoot in. He had beat his man, but Dorian Thompson Robinson overthrows Jalen Irwin. And, and those are opportunities that, you know, the game was could, could have gone a different way based on just one throw and a, a simple touchdown that unfortunately was not able to be completed. Then you had the Dorian Thompson Robinson, his second fumble. And this was what he did against Cincinnati in, in the season opener, where he went back to throw the ball, and and without anybody deflecting it or touching it, he goes back and the ball just slips out of his hands. And, and there's no other way to explain it. It wasn't that the ball was knocked out of his hands or anything. He just like cocked it back, and all of a sudden, the ball just vanquishes off of his his palm. And so, in that time, Utah was able to recover it. And then you had DTR getting picked off by a defensive lineman. He, he was able to juggle it and then reel it in for, you know, the touchdown. Or, not excuse me, not the touchdown, but just the, the catch and give Utah the ball back. But it, it, as much as it was the, the turnovers, it was where they were happening. So, that, that's what really... Uh, disgruntled UCLA in this game because mostly they were taking place in the red zone. And so you had several situations. You had three fumbles, I believe, in the red zone. You had a missed field goal in the red zone, and you had a made field goal in the red zone. And, yeah, so, yeah, three fumbles in the red zone. Uh, Two of them... We had all, you also had Demetrik Felton with the fumble as well in the red zone. And how are you supposed to win a game when you fumbled that many times in the red zone? It was like the Bruins could move the offense, but until the 20-yard line of Utah. And then it was like a barbed wire fence was installed, like syringe wrap, and they could not penetrate it. it every single time they got in close, problems ensued. Whether there were sacks or the ball was stripped out of Dorian Thompson Robinson's hands or there was a turnover in one way or another, that is what happened every single time they got to the red zone. Pretty much they were doomed. And that was a credit to obviously Utah dominating the line of scrimmage and bringing the pressure. You know, the, the blitzes were more frequent than I think Dorian Thompson-Robinson was was expecting. And the Utah defense is just was a gut punch to UCLA. And UCLA's offense, it looked as good as it did all game in that first drive. 51 yards of rushing yards that UCLA picked up in that first drive. If I told you that they finished the game with 50, would you believe me? Well, they did. And so that ended a streak of having at least 200 yards on the ground in five consecutive games for UCLA. And Joshua Kelly did have 78 yards rushing against Utah, and he did average 4.1 yards per carry, but there were negative yarded situations with his teammates, and so it all ended up being net at 50 rushing yards. And by the way, this is the a Utah defense that has now gone 14 straight quarters without allowing a touchdown. 14 straight quarters without allowing a touchdown. Just absolutely 
phenomenal. Speaking of Utah and their frequency and their ability to score touchdowns, I'm going to explain how they were able to have a career night, particularly their quarterback in Tyler Huntley. But first, talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple as well. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked and complete an online visit. Again, that is GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash locked for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash locked. All right, so as much as I could rave about Utah's offense against UCLA, I don't really care how good Utah's offense played because it was not because of how great they were. It was more because of some of the mistakes that UCLA defensively did. And that started all with the missed tackles. And that was a ongoing theme in this game. And it wasn't just one guy making those mistakes, but there were a ton of defenders on UCLA's side that forgot how to wrap up. And the one play that epitomizes UCLA's inability to, to make tackles, it came when the tight end Brant Keithy caught a pass around the sideline in the second half, and Stefan Blaylock, and I'm not trying to pick this guy out, but because other guys were also caught doing you know bad techniques as far as tackling, but Blaylock went in for the tackle, was not textbook, and Brant Keithy was able to bounce off the tackle and run 69 yards for the touchdown. Keithy also had a situation where he completely faked out Elijah Gidry, and, and Tyler Huntley was able to, to work his magic as well, and he had this pump fake that totally froze Chris Barnes as Huntley was able to gallop into the end zone. And I, I know I'm not the first one, and I'm not going to be the last one, but I'm definitely not the first one to say this. But I think Tyler Huntley made a case for being a dark horse Heisman candidate by his performance on Saturday. He finished with a season best 335 yards through the air, and that was only on 14 completions. We spoke about Keithy. He had a team high five receptions for 132 yards. Zach Moss ran rampant on the ground. He had 127 yards on the ground, finished with... 200 all-purpose yards showed that he is a credible threat in the passing game as well. And I think that was kind of a surprise for UCLA because they had a hard time matching up against him when they threw Moss out there to catch passes. And you had linebackers out there that looked out of position and unable to tame Moss in the passing game. And even the TV broadcasters were talking about how even if you put a strong safety on Moss in, in the pass game that you're still probably not going to 
win that matchup and that Moss is going to have the upper hand. So Moss was stellar. He had that 38-yard touchdown, had another close yardage run in for the score. And, you know, it was a tough night for a lot of guys in UCLA's defensive side of things when it comes to tackling. I can't say this enough. I think that was big. And linebacker Locaney Toyloa said, we can't afford to have misfits or have mental errors or have 10 guys doing the right thing. And then one guy is, you know, messing things up and everybody looks bad. And that's what leads to a big play. And, you know, the Bruins were accustomed to giving up big plays, whether it was on the ground or through the air in this game. And speaking of Tyler Huntley's season high performance he talked about why he was able to do that he said that the Bruins defense they were showing a lot of one-on-ones on the back end so he was able to to take advantage of that he said that was because UCLA tried to pack the box against Zach Moss and even though they were doing that Zach Moss was still able to find creases and running lanes then Tyler Huntley in the postgame press conference He spoke glowingly about his skill position players, and he said, look, I have more confidence in them than I have in myself, and I got a lot of confidence in myself. The reaction from the Utah media, there were a lot of people giggling about it. It was the way he said it, and it was just a a level of, it was kind of boastful, but it was kind of playful at the same time, and Huntley certainly is proud of what he's done and is trying to accomplish with this Utah team. And I'll finish off by this, by, by saying this. You want to know a sign of a successful team? How about when Kyle Winningham says after the game against Utah, or after the game against UCLA, he says, I've only had to yell one time this year. Now, I don't know if that's a bit of an exaggeration or, or a lack of exaggeration, but if you have a coach that promises that he has only yelled once all season then whatever you're doing is working and whatever you're saying your players are listening and if you're trying to build something like UCLA is maybe there will be a time where Chip Kelly won't have to ruin his vocal cords and his point will get across faster and maybe that just comes with time and we'll find out and we'll see how they bounce back we'll talk about the upcoming matchup against USC in the following days. Also, Bruin basketball has a a game tonight, and so we'll also recap that tomorrow. Thanks again for your time. Always grateful for you guys, and really appreciate your support for Locked On Bruins. I'm Brian Fenley.